0: Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice.
1: Welcome back to the Collective Shift channel. Today we'll be discussing our new altcoin report with our head of research, Matt. This report is a type of content that's only available to our pro members and is a type of content that helps them make uh, better and more informed decisions welcome matt uh maybe you can take it away with the number one takeaway you had from the latest altcoin report
0: yeah sure nick it's been exciting to you know bring this this new report at the start of 2023 uh to our pro members so yeah once a month you know we, we really get together and you know go through our, our five or so uh all that have uh you know been you know yes moving in price but then also fundamentally making some like really you know, major changes, like in respect to, you know, the roadmap of these particular projects. And, you know, one of them, for example, that we covered, you know, this in our most recent report and that we'll focus on here today uh, is Lido. So as you can see in the report here, a breakdown, you know, for pro members real succinctly, you know, what what is going on um, and, and sort of where we think, um, why we think it they should know about it or be aware about it, how it's going to you know in this case help help the project and ideally at least in my uh in my opinion will actually you know help sort of drive value in the long term to the lgo token so uh yeah lido just to quickly just summarize it lido is you know a liquid staking protocol um mostly like on ethereum so you know liquid staking protocols they they let you know people just like you and me you know basically Deposit our, our ETH in this case with Ethereum. Uh, deposit our ETH into Lido. It's a liquid staking protocol. We get back. Uh, we deposit our ETH and we get back. You know the equivalent, basically a token, a liquid token. Hence, sort of the name that we can then use in other areas of the. In this case, Ethereum ecosystem. So you know you can use your you can use your liquid staked ETH uh, in areas such as like decentralized finance. So you can go and, you know, deposit that liquid staked ETH into a lending pool and earn some additional interest, uh, on it. For example, uh, that's sort of been a really common sort of major trend that's been really taking off in, uh, in crypto in the past, you know, six to 12 months and something that, yeah, Nick and myself have talked about in, in many sort of town halls. And even recently on YouTube, we sort of talked about it because it was one of my sort of predictions for 2023 that this year will be all about staking and liquid staking would be a big part of that.
1: Awesome. So what in particular about this new upgrade for Lido uh, allows it to potentially maintain its market share or remain as one of the do- the most dominant pooled staking option out there?
0: Yeah, I think... Um- as as I sort of um touched on in the report, they did announce V2 in earlier in February, so you know, the second version of Lido, which they the team has been working on for quite some time. Um there has been this criticism of, of Lido for a while that, you know, it's 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 way too centralized given how much power it has. Uh, for those unaware, its market share um is, you know, vast in well, when you're talking about just all of the state's ETH sort of, you know, in the world, like their percentage uh, responsible for that amount is about 30%, which is like like quite enormous. And then within the liquid staking market itself, um, you know, uh, Lido, you know, accounts for, you know, the vast majority of the market share in, in that market. So, you know, I think with this V2 upgrade, uh, it's really sort of going to transform and help Lido basically become... You know, really quell those fears about it being too centralized. How are they yeah. doing so? They're really going to basically, basically overhaul their architecture of the Lido protocol. Uh, so they're calling it, you know, modularizing the protocol, which is, you know, a hot word we've heard in other areas of the crypto space this, this sort of year. But with respect to Lido, what, what that means that they're modularizing it is really they're going to try to make it as, sort of accessible and, uh, composable, uh, basically to let other types of stakers be able to, you know, contribute their stake to, to Lido and participate as a validator. So validators big point of criticism for Lido is that they currently, uh, only have 29. So, you know, a big critic, people don't really know this a lot of the time when they are criticizing Lido, they, they picture it as just sort of like one entity. Um, to their, like, not to their credit, but to be fair to them, it is at least, it is 29 sort of like um, validators that sort of are responsible for that 30% uh, also of of the staked ETH. And, you know, they've slowly been increasing that over time. But what their hope is with this launch of V2 is this will actually allow them to get up towards like 100 validators pretty soon. And then once you see some other technologies such as Distribute, distributed Validator Technology or DVT. Lido is um, working with sort of some of those projects. And they, in their opinion, they believe this will actually be able to help them scale up to like the thousands of validators participating in the Lido protocol.
1: Awesome. So I guess high level, it's just really important because it helps Lido quell some centralization fears and hopefully allows it to increase number of validators and, and be more resistant as well. So I guess I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on whether it, it'll remain as the market leader. We've had a lot of thoughts about potentially rocket, rocket Pool coming up because they've had a recent announcement that they're going to uh, reduce mm. the amount of uh, ETH that is required to make a node for these, quote-unquote, like mini-nodes, mini, mini nodes. Uh, especially other competitors competitors, you know, that are out there in the market. Do you, where do you see it sit? Do you think it's just continually to have this uh, first mover advantage in the market?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nick, I think the horse has bolted, so to speak in this case. Like I think they've just consolidated such a like strong position out of the gate. It's just, I have a hard time envisaging a situation where they're like surpassed by like another up-and-comer like like rocket pool or Stakewise or swell network there is some outside really risk that 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 could be the case maybe v2 even though they're getting it audited by seven independent auditors which i can't even imagine what the the cost of that would be but um you know there is that outside risk that hey a major exploit is found yeah even after their audits which definitely Mm -hmm. happens a lot in crypto um you know maybe that could be some really external factor that really you know, ends their reign as the market leader. Some other things could be regulatory risk. You know, the core team, whilst the SS29 validators, that is a really core team that, you know, if the US, particularly the US entities or regulators were particularly in a a bad mood and, you know, really in a, a state to sort of be very unfriendly towards crypto, they could, you know, arguably target that core team. And again, that would cause rocket pool you know, the other stakewise swell network to really like gain significant market share in that case. But they are some very like low probability events still possible. But I just think they've just got way too many resources, both in terms of capital. Their treasury is like enormous, as I think you've reported on previously, Nick. Uh, and then also just, yeah, the resources then comes from a human standpoint, just the amount of team members and, I guess it like combined knowledge of the team, and then the contacts you then get from working with different professional stakers, exchanges, and whatnot. I just think the the horse is bolted.
1: Yeah, it's a interesting one. I'm especially because I think when we're looking at the amount of stake that is at the moment locked in Ethereum, it's only about mm. uh, fourteen percent. Compare that to other cryptocurrencies; uh, they have you know upwards of. 50, 60, 70, uh, I read a report that was saying that the industry standard or average for stake is 50% or something to that tune. So Ethereum still sits well below the amount of you know stake compared to other proof-of-stake systems. Uh, maybe i get your your thoughts here because my initial feeling is that maybe it's a many-winners situation that Lido mm. has or could maintain that lead, but perhaps... The lead may diminish a bit, but I guess if overall we have a much bigger staking ecosystem uh, out there, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I guess for Lido in the in the short term, even if that gap is reduced a tad, because you know I'm expecting the stake to be um, upwards of you know 20 plus percent uh, as soon as withdrawals are activated. Considering that now people don't have that risk that their heat is locked forever in there and the uncertainty is gone of whether there's going to be a bug in the withdrawal mm. contract or anything in that regard. Yeah. Uh, you sort of feeling that the market overall is just such a big one that leaders, you know can probably cope with one or two competitors.
0: Yeah. That's, that's an excellent point. Um, yeah. It's thinking, yeah, that concept of growing the pie for everyone. And it's like in, in absolute terms, you know lido may continue to grow but maybe proportionally to its competitors they they might shrink a bit and to your point i i agree that it would still be a net positive for lido even if they do give up some some market share to the likes of yeah those those names we mentioned earlier um so yes i think we both at least agree that you know it is really looking likely that you know that percentage of eth stake will trend up you know to 20% and then ultimately past 20% into into maybe even the 30s in in many many years time um which again is just like another sort of reason why you could see value sort of accruing to the LDO token which really is like used for for governance and governance over the treasury and then parameters voting on parameters of the actual sort of Lido protocol itself Um, so again, as more value is deposited into the protocol, those LDO tokens get, you know, significantly more like important, uh, to, to hold. So, um, that's sort of like where you could see the value sort of, um, prospects there for the LDO token, even if they do sort of lose some market share.
1: Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for chatting with me today and going over this altcoin report. Uh, look forward to coming together in the next one. Hopefully, we can uh, highlight another cryptocurrency that really piqued our interest in the monthly report. So for anybody who doesn't have access, uh, this is only available to pro members. So head to Collective Shift to read the full report and sign up to a pro membership.